I guess for now, Kevin Barker will just call this the Vladdy game and leave it at that. Absolutely. The, and, and understanding full well that we'll probably have another few Vladdy games before this is over. My goodness, the Blue Jays beating the New York Yankees 6-4, to four, positioning them to take 3-4 of four if Kevin Gossman can get the job done tomorrow against Luis Severino. A lot of talking points. We'll get to them right away. Phone lines are open at 416-870-0590, star 591 590 We could spend all night giving out superlatives about Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but I want to hear from you. I mean, the, the, the one thing that happened tonight is Ben said you don't want to throw a wet blanket at things, but Teoscar Hernandez left the game with what looks like a, a, a side injury. I think we can probably close our eyes and assume it's an oblique injury but let's wait until we get the official diagnosis and the question out there is if 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 Teoscar Hernandez is out for a while and these things can take a month to heal how do the Blue Jays play it so 416-870-0590 star 591 triple a triple six zero five ninety put yourself in Charlie Montoyo's shoes how would you manage that situation and, of course, if you want to talk about Vladdy, by all means. Kevin Barker, let's – we, we'd start anywhere with Vladdy. But you got to tell me this. As someone who has stood at home plate and held a bat. Now, you lacerate your finger the way Vladdy did, and we don't know the extent of it. But it's on his right hand. How the hell does he turn – on that pitch and hit a home run with, with, you know, we don't know what his pain level is, but that cannot be comfortable. Yeah. Well, it looked to me like he, he more scraped it than, than it was stepped on, which is a great thing. You know, he, he could, uh, basically had his finger cut, cut off. But if somebody steps on it with a spike like that, the, the good thing about that, that's his top hand. If it was his bottom hand, you know, as much force and as, and as, much drive as he uses that's the steering wheel the, the bottom hand's the steering wheel the top hand's just along for the ride and you know again I, I said this to you I said this uh when you were asking me how I think the caller last night uh asked how Vladdy and how Bo were getting pitched and I said you know the words out a little bit that they're trying to to, to let Vladdy get himself out on balls in off the plate and that's if I'm noticing that Obviously, Vladdy's noticing that. And for me, it comes down to one thing. Vladdy has the best hip rotation in baseball. He throws his back hip at the ball with more violence than any hitter in baseball, plain and simple. It's that the things he can do with when the front foot hits the ground and how much he can release everything that he has from his hip that creates so much of power, strength, violence towards the baseball, and that little short, compact swing swing because he's made an adjustment. He obviously went in and, and noticed how they were pitching him, and you have to be looking for those pitches. The first one was 90, 98 miles an hour, Jeff, four, four or five inches yeah. in off the plate. To be able to do that is just not human. Like, you're not – you shouldn't be able to do that. And then the sinker in off the plate that he hit, and then that hanging breaking ball, the the, the – very first one he's he's a man amongst boys right now and and 
You know, just uh, this way, it'll be an interesting thing now to see who can protect him in the lineup. And what does Charlie do if Teoscar misses a little bit of time? Who's going to protect Vladdy? Because if push comes to shove and you're an opposing team, you walk Vladdy. You make the guy behind him beat you. And yep. who will that be? So will you have to move around the lineup a little bit? Would you put Vladdy hitting second? I know Vladdy hates that. He, he feels rushed hitting second, and he's all of a sudden hot now, and he's doing the things he's doing. So it's going to be intriguing to see how Charlie takes care of all this. But it just goes to show you, and I'm going to say it right now, Vladdy is the best right-handed hitter in baseball in my eyes. Yeah, I, I would – I mean, it's hard – it's hard right off the top of my head to think of anybody that that is capable of doing the things he's doing. If you're wondering, uh, at 23 years and 28 days of age, he's the second youngest player in Major League history with multiple th- three home run or multiple career three home run games. Boog Powell did it at the age of 22 for the Orioles in '63 and '64. He's the first Blue Jays player with four extra base hits in a game since Yunel Escobar on August 29, 2012. He has 14 total bases. That's shy of the club record set by Carlos Delgado in his four-home run game of 16. And, I mean, what more can you say about, about the night that Vladdy had against Garrett Cole? You know, that picture of Garrett Cole tipping his cap after Vladdy doubles, mm-hmm. you know that that that's there are moments every now and then that kind of stick in your they, they, they stick in your head as kind of the ultimate acknowledgement. And when a guy like Garrett Cole does that, it 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 just reinforces how special Vladdy was tonight. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he had him set up for a fastball away. He missed it, leaked out a little bit middle of the plate, but it's 98 miles an hour, and it's 0-2 pitch. And again, I say this: he has the best hip rotation of any hitter in baseball. The things he can do when his front foot hits the ground, and the way he throws the back hip at where the pitch is at, is second to none. And there's not any human that I know that I've seen up close and personal that can do things like that. It's, it is tremendous. And again, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out with Teoscar. You know, he was the protection. He was sort of the, the, the blanket around Vladdy just because, you know, Teoscar when hot can carry a team for a couple of weeks at a time. And now if he misses a little bit of time, how, how do they do it? How, how are they going to protect him and get him pitches to hit? And, you know, they may have to move him up to the two spot. Whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Uh four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety. It is Blue Jays talk with Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. Six four. The Blue Jays beating the New York Yankees in the Bronx. The fourth game in that series goes tomorrow night on Sportsnet and Sportsnet five ninety. The fan you just heard Kevin talk about, Teoscar Hernandez. Uh Appeared to pull his side on a swing. It, it it looks very similar. I went back and looked at what Danny Jansen did, did to his oblique. It looks similar to that. You can see Charlie Montoya on the top step, and Teoscar motions him away, and Teoscar swings away and, and grounds out and, and leaves the game. And, you know, again, we'll wait to see what the final word is. But if it is an oblique injury, uh, you know, we could be looking at, at weeks as opposed to days with Teoscar Hernandez out of the lineup. So, I asked the question, and Barker's right, coming off a game that Vladdy has. Now we're not just talking about, we're not just talking about Teoscar Hernandez, a great player. We're talking about Teoscar Hernandez as protection for Vladdy 
coming off a game where he's hit three home runs and a double. So, Stephen Hamilton, how would you play this out now? You're Charlie Montoyo. Uh, let's let's assume you're going to be without Teoscar for a while. Uh, maybe you know, maybe maybe the news is good, and then we can all go back to being happy. But how would you play it if you were if you were Charlie? Oh man, you got me handcuffed. Um, Teo is one of my favorite guys. Everybody gave up on him three years ago, and I knew he was working with Devo White down in Buffalo, and I knew he was going to tweak it. He had such great athletic ability and strength, you know. But I've been working too hard as a retiree since January, and I'm not up on uh, who our fourth fielder is. And I, I was hoping you'd give me an, an eye on how we're going to cover that position. And um, I'm, I'm, I've been working in Buffalo the last few weekends. I'm going down to have a good look at Gabby Moreno. I'm going to catch a few games. And for Blair, I wanted you to tell me uh, what I might want to look for other than offense from a catcher position, whether what he's got, uh, whether he can move up and be part of our our program to like win a championship. I see a championship team here with this infield and these these guys, you know. And I, since '77, I've been watching this team. I haven't seen this kind of chemistry that Mr. Shapiro and Atkins put together. I've been watching it since Vladdy was 15, and we picked him up in the Dominican, and I'm watching this thing build. But I, I see we need a catcher, and I'm, I'm wondering about our fourth outfielder. And I, I don't want to hog any more time, but uh, thanks, guys, and I hope to thanks, Steve. talk to you again soon. Thanks, Steve. I, the, uh, I mean, if I was going to go down, I mean, I, I God's honest truth, I haven't seen Gabriel Moreno play, so I just what I do is I'd get as close to home plate as I could. I'd have at least a couple of beers, probably probably something to eat, and I'd just sit there and enjoy Gabriel Moreno. Look, I, I think uh, – I mean, I, don't, I, I almost think now with Danny Jansen out of the lineup and Teoscar out of the lineup, if offense becomes an issue, Kevin, I wonder if Gabriel Moreno gets off to a decent start in Buffalo – does that increase the likelihood that you you bring him up as an offensive contributor? I don't know. I wouldn't want to see it. I want to see him go down there. I just want to see <coughs> – pardon me. I just want to see what he looks like behind the plate. That's what I want to see more than anything else because everybody – yeah, they talk about the bat and and everything, but they also talk about his athleticism and the way he moves around the plate. So that's – the bat's going to be there. I'd, I'm always interested in how a guy handles pitching and how he looks behind the plate. As for the outfield, Kevin – we saw George Springer move to right field, and we've talked about this once Teoscar was hurt. Our friend Steve Sparks, the Astros analyst, will tell you that George Springer is a better defensive right fielder than he is center fielder. Yep. George likes playing right field. So my guess is right now, you know, you have Bradley Zimmer who can cover ground in the outfield. You've got Rymel Tapia. I mean, my sense is it's Lourdes Goriel and George in the outfield, and maybe, you know, maybe George is in right, maybe... Zimmer's in right. Zimmer goes to center. That's how I think they're going to play it. I, I I don't know if you can re- replace the offense you're losing in Teoscar. It'd be nice if Matt Chapman stepped up. But in, in terms of the lineup, Kevin, that's that's about the only thing I can see the Jays doing right now. Like you're not going to go out and make a trade because you know unless we unless Teoscar's out for a long time, you're not going to go out and make a trade to cover him for three weeks because then. He comes back, and now you're 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 basically you're 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 stuck with with a guy. You're certainly not going to give up a lot to get a guy who's just going to cover you for three weeks because you're not going to replace Teos. Yeah, we we all we all should should be be looking at this. If Bo can get hot, start getting on base a little bit more, 
George Springer stays hot. Now you got a couple guys on base, and it's it's a lot harder for them to pitch around Vladdy. That that would be one way to protect Vladdy. Would you drop Bo to cleanups now? Yeah, that that's a great question. And who's who hits second? And now all of a sudden you're getting somebody else yeah. getting in at bat in the first inning instead of Bo. That that's yeah. the issue is you want your best three hitters up front, which is obviously Springer, Bo, and Vladdy. And and Teoscar when Teoscar's doing Teoscar things, I I just it, it's it's going to be interesting. Do you do you move Lourdes up to the cleanup spot? Do you try and mess around with one two three again? I know Vladdy hates hitting second. Hate might be a strong word, but he dislikes it. He he's in a hurry a lot. Is his words? He's he feels like he's rushed. And do you really want him thinking about that? Other than see ball hit ball the way he looks now, I just. I don't know if it's worth trying to move him up a position. It's sort of not his fault, right? It's not his fault Teoscar got hurt. Why why move him around to make, you know, other things, hiding other woes instead of just leaving it alone and trying to figure out how you're going to fill in the blank hitting behind him. Again, I think you might be looking at it as, or the Blue Jays might, hopefully Bo gets hot, starts getting on base a lot more. Now it will be a lot harder for them to walk Vladdy pitch around Vladdy, those kind of things. And, you know, Vladdy, again, is a good enough hitter that he can understand what they're trying to do to him in certain situations and can pass the baton. He is mature enough at a young age to be able to do that and rely on the guy hitting behind him. And, you know, sometimes I think we can overthink it. And and I don't think the Blue Jays are, are going to do that. I think they're smart enough to understand that Vladdy loves hitting third. They're going to leave Vladdy there. They're going to leave Bo in the two spot. They're going to put George Springer, obviously, in the leadoff spot. And they will play the hot hand hitting cleanup. Could be Lourdes. You know, it could be, I don't know, somebody else, whoever, who Matt Chapman. I've, Matt Chapman, for me, strikes out too much. So I don't know if I'd move him down to the cleanup spot. It'll probably just move everybody up a spot, meaning Lourdes right. will hit cleanup. Matt Chapman will hit fifth. So it'll I be mean, that I guess kind the of obvious thing. thing to do would be to try to, to try to maintain as much regularity in the lineup as you can. So instead of juggling things juggling things around, maybe you're right. Maybe just move everybody up one. Right? You yep. just move everybody up one in the order instead of starting trying to do stuff. Uh, instead of trying to do stuff with with the top of the order. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. It is Blue Jays Talk. We are here until 11 o'clock tomorrow Morning from 10 to noon, it'll be Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and Sportsnet 360. Uh, Jose Barrios looked better tonight, although anything would be better than what we saw (laughs) of him in the opener. He gave up, what, three runs and seven pitches? What happened there? You know, Tabby and, and Buck talked about how the Yankees seemed to flick a switch a little bit and decide and instead of going up there and doing the Yankee thing, which is trying to grind a pitcher down and, and, you know, see six or seven pitches, they just went up, went up really aggressive in that inning. Yeah. Sometimes I think when something's not working, you try something else. And and that's sort of what it was is they were a little bit more aggressive, you know, in, in, in the inning that he started giving up runs and gave up the back-to-back homers looked to me like he lost a little bit of velocity. Looks like he lost a little bit of confidence in his secondary pitch. You know, his curveball was that the, the, the spin was a little bit more consistent. Remember in the first start, it was all over the Mm -hmm. place. And I told you when it's really good, it's somewhere in that 83 mile an hour range. Now we saw it tonight from anywhere from 80 to 84, 
which is pretty good there. That means he's got a good feel with his mechanics, got a good feel with his finish. He's got it feeling, you know, he can feel it coming off his fingers enough that now he knows where it's going. He can backdoor it to a lefty. He can throw one that looks like the slurve that he tried to back foot to a lefty. You know, he can occasionally do that to a righty also. So, yeah, I liked it. The sinker was much better. He was throwing that to righties and lefties. The, the good thing about Barrios when he's good, he's got four pitches. He throws them to both hitters. Like, like he doesn't roll into a tendency where, you know, against the left, he's not throwing one of his pitches. He doesn't throw his sinker. No, he throws them all to both to both hitters. So, yeah, it was, you know, other than the leadoff walk, other than the, the you know, the, the, the fastball to Rizzo that was right down the middle, and then the judge home run, that's a good pitch. Like that was a sinker middle in on the black that he just got the head out. You know, it was the first pitch. He might have been looking for something hard. You got it. You didn't miss it. And it's a decent outing. He gave him a chance to win. That's all you can ask for. All right. I asked uh, I asked folks to play manager with uh, Teoscar Hernandez and uh, with, with Charlie Montoyo in case Teoscar Hernandez is out for a while. Charlie just finished his media availability and said, uh, right now it's just discomfort. He's going for an MRI. We'll know more tomorrow. And uh, that is Teoscar Hernandez, who left the game with an injury in his side. So we, we're talking about how you'd play it if you were Charlie. Andrew in Buffalo. Andrew in Buffalo wants to talk about it, how he'd play it like Ross Atkins. Well, yeah. Um, hi, Jeff. Uh, first thing, real quick. I miss you playing the Watchman coming into your old show. That was always ah. really cool. <laughs> Good Thank Winnipeg you. music there. Um, yes. Yeah, the Ross Atkins thing, I guess I, I would wonder if Teoscar is going to be a little bit banged up for the next little while. If you don't go after a Tyler Naquin or um, somebody like that to, to plug in to make sure that you've got a really, really good uh, replacement. And then I, I had a question for Kevin, too, if I, yep. if I could yeah, add it. Yeah, absolutely. So, unfortunately, I had to watch the Yankees seed tonight. And when Stanton came up to pinch hit, Paul O'Neill was all about the fact that all he was going to do was try to hit it out of the park. Mm-hmm. You are a power hitter. Is, is that really all you're trying to do in that kind of a situation? Or are you just – because you've talked a lot about C-ball, hit ball. <laughs> is, is there something a little bit more subtle that would be in play with that? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I think, Andrew, I, I know when I tried to pinch hit, now obviously I didn't have the power that Giancarlo Stanton has, and everybody was thinking that that's why they were sending him up there because they were down by two runs, and, you know, hopefully he could get a ball out of the plate and get the head out and try to hit a homer. He's looking for a good pitch to hit, and he thinks consistently when he gets one of those, because he has as much power as he does, he's got a decent chance of getting one in the air. And when he does, because he's got so much power, he can create backspin and hit the ball out of the park. Now, the book is you got to pound him in. you got to get it in there. And that's sort of what he did, right? That's why he, he got a little jammed. He, he hit, does have so much power that when he does get jammed or hit a ball at the end, the ball still goes as far as it did. But, yeah, I don't think it's as easy as just go up there and try and hit a home run. I think he's up there to try and get a good pitch to hit. And because he has so much power, chances are if he squares it up, you know he's going to hit it hard somewhere. So we wouldn't say that he was just trying to hit home runs tonight. He, He made contact and hit it out. Yeah, Andrew, that's a great question. Uh, again, Blatty is, for me anyway, Blatty's not a typical home run hitter. Blatty is a line drive hitter who hits the ball so hard that it just doesn't stay in the ballpark. That, that's why Vladdy continues to talk talk about he's going to hit 330, 70 homers and drive in 150 runs because, you know, that's who he is as a player. But 
It's, you know, it's, again, these great elite offensive players make adjustments day after day after day, and I said it. They were trying to get him out in off the plate. He gets it now. He got the head out and hit the ball hard. Yeah, and, I mean, as for making moves, look, I, I at this point in the season, you've traded for Bradley Zimmer. You know, you you traded for Rymel Tapia. I think you you let it play out a bit. Let's wait and see what how serious Teoscar's injury is. I think he let it play out a bit. But, Kevin, I don't know about you. My bigger concern is catching, and this is not to slag Alejandro Kirk, but, you know, we saw tonight with the whole pitch comm thing, breaking down or whatever the problem was, that also interrupted the, that nice flow Jose Barrios is in. I, I, I think they have to think very carefully about the catcher's position because I don't think you can get by with those other two guys behind behind Alejandro Kirk. And, I'm, and I'm, I don't listen. I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to trade. I'm not going to trade a, a a prospect to get a an everyday catcher. I'm not looking at that. I'm thinking maybe I might add a veteran catcher. I don't know. Maybe there's somebody on the on, on, on the waiver wire you could pick up a Sandy Leone or somebody like that. I don't even know if Sandy Leone's still playing. But I think you'll let the other stuff play out with the outfielders. See, I think they like Kirk. I, I think the, the pitching coach like Kirk. I think the pitchers like throwing to Kirk. Again, they, they gave up four runs in Yankee Stadium. If you're yeah, it's, real, it's fine if they you're, like throwing to Kirk, but he ain't catching seven times a week. And I don't yeah, want those other two guys handling 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 the pitchers. I, I, it's, I right, now, right now, I think that's what you're going to get. I think they're going to give Kirk an opportunity to catch four days a week, I would assume, somewhere in that range until his body says he can't do that. And then the other two guys are going to fill in the blank. The other two guys, uh, you know, defensively aren't bad. It would be just keeping the flow and keeping the rhythm of the pitchers. Put the sign down. Do your homework. Danny Jansen said today early that he's in the room, too, trying to walk guys through how you're going to pitch certain guys and how to keep the flow of the game and get everybody in the rhythm. Look, it's this is, I think, what you're getting early in the season. Yeah. It is what yeah, it is. No, he, he is going to, he is, he is going to be the guy. Um, there's no doubt about that. And as I said, we'll find out a great deal about Alejandro Kirk uh, when we see what happens over the course of this next month or so. 416-870-0590, star 591, 888-666-0590. The Jays, 6-4 winners over the Yankees. They got a chance to win their third game in the four-game series tomorrow night at Yankee Stadium. Kevin Gossman on the mound, Luis Severino on the mound for the Yankees. This is Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. And now the Bet365 standings update. The American League East, the Tampa Bay Rays are 4-2. and two. Right up there with them are the Toronto Blue Jays at 4-2. and two. Boston and the Yankees are 3-3. Three and three. The Baltimore Orioles, well, they are 1-5. and five. A reminder that the Yankee series wraps up tomorrow at 7 o'clock in the Bronx. Be Luis Severino for the Yankees, Kevin Gossman. For the Blue Jays and the Jays return home, they've got three games against the Oakland Athletics. Not to take anything away from the Athletics, but that's kind of the the little, that'll be a chance to catch their breath a bit. They're in the middle of a run of 20 games where they face the Boston Red Sox, the New York Yankees, and the Houston Astros. So uh, that's where we are. Just a little update again on Teoscar Hernandez, Charlie Montoyo saying he will have an MRI on his side, and we should get further information on Teoscar Hernandez tomorrow. This was 
the Vladdy Guerrero Jr. game, three home runs and a double. The home run he hit, one of the home runs he hit off of Garrett Cole came in a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. That was the hardest pitch Vladdy has hit so far in his career. Both home runs had an exit velo of 109 miles per hour. It's some serious Kevin Barker, that's some serious laser action. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I, I, I have had conversations with people around George Springer saying how great he is at game planning, and then you add talent to the mix when you're as good a game planner as George Springer is. It, it might be rubbing off on Vladdy. You know, Vlad, Vladdy was seeing what I was seeing, how they were pitching him. you got to be looking for 98 in off the plate to be able to do what he does. Now, again, he has that best hip rotation in baseball for me, and, and that allows him because of all the things that he has, bat speed, hand-eye coordination, the extension, the adjustments he can make, pitch to pitch is second to none. But you got to be looking for that. And for him to be able to make an adjustment from one day to the other and come out and do the things he did today, I look, are we running out of words to describe it? Because it's – you you continue to ask and I and I ask and people ask me what's the ceiling for Vladdy? Does he have one? Like would it surprise you if Vladdy hit three fifty? Wouldn't me? You see the you see the O two ninety eight that he hit down the right field line yeah. to one of the best pitchers in baseball and the guy's tipping his hat like it's it is crazy stuff to watch him evolve into what he's going to evolve into and to listen to him when I was in spring training the way he would talk to his buddies around the batting cages. He's doing it. He said it out loud, and now he's doing it in front of our eyes. It's it's impressive. Well, he did tell Hazel May that he may have to win a triple crown in order to win the MVP award, and uh, it appears as if it appears as if he's taking aim at that. You're right. I we don't we don't have any idea what the ceiling what the ceiling for for Vladdy Jr. is. We we just don't. I, I just uh, you ask yourself again. You say number wise. If he, if he hit 350, would it surprise you? Nope. If he hit 70 homers, would it surprise you? Nope. If he drove in 150 runs, would it surprise you? Nope. So that's that's my point is there is no ceiling. Like, it's sky's the limit, I guess. Very quick question for you. Uh, someone uh, mentioned this to me on Twitter. I apologize. I don't know the name, but they wanted to talk to you about that play at first base with Vladdy putting his hand down. Of course, we yeah, yeah. saw that Aaron Hicks stepped on it. Your first baseman, walk us through that a bit. What happened? Yeah, not, what not, happened? yeah now see, he did that exactly the way a right-handed first baseman is supposed to do that. Now, I never had that issue because I was a left-handed thrower, and my glove was on my right hand. So I never had an issue whenever the play was over towards the umpire that I would have to hold myself up, say I was off balance, and I would have to catch myself. If I was catching myself, it would be either with my left hand, which is away from the runner, or I would be using my glove. And if a runner stepped on my glove, I never had that issue. He did exactly right. Like, he, he went after the baseball. He stretched as far out as he possibly could towards where the ball was coming. Coming from, he lost his balance. He put his throwing hand, which is his right right hand, down to balance himself, and just so happens that a guy stepped on his hands. Nothing to do about that. Like he's doing exactly what a right-handed first baseman is supposed to do. Just bad luck. Let's give a shout out to the bullpen as well. We've talked uh, a lot about how good the Yankees' bullpen is, and and indeed it it is. But uh, both Adam Simber and Jimmy Garcia, you know, we keep we we keep. I think we keep trying to figure out what Jimmy Garcia is. And I think we both of us agree that if this team goes where it wants to go, I think he's going to have to play a really significant role. I think eventually what? he's I think eventually he's going to have to be your second most important reliever after Jordan Romano. That's Yeah, you got 
He got one, two, three in the order with them having the lead. I think that's what you're going to expect from him. When they have the lead late in the game, right before Jordan Romano comes in, or whenever the meat of the order of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, meat of the order could be different in different teams. It could be three, four, five. It could be one, two, three, like it was tonight when he came in. It was It's one, two, three. That's their best three hitters. That's when he's coming in the game to bridge the gap, to get to, you know, Trevor Richards was matching up better against four, five, six than he was mm-hmm. one, two, three. And, again, you got to tip your hat to Charlie. Charlie and Pete Walker are pulling the right strings when they're matching up against all these right guys. And I continue, every time I ask one of these coaches, what's the deal with this player? And they give me the same answer all the time. We're going to do our best as a coaching staff to put every single one of these players in the position so they can succeed. And I would assume that would start first and foremost with the bullpen. You want to match these guys up. So I think Jimmy Garcia is not an eighth inning guy. He's, he's whenever they have the lead, the meat of the order comes up, whoever, mm-hmm. whatever part of the order that, you know, Petey and, and Charlie thinks that is, that's when he'll come in the game. And then Jordan Romano comes in the game. Now, Trevor Richards, for me, needs to just locate the fastball a little bit better. You know, don't overuse the changeup because the more you use it, the better off they got a chance to either land off of it or, or start to make hard contact. If he starts to locate with the fastball a little bit better, he'll be okay. But, you know, I think, I think they did enough, and that's what you have to do when you're on the road in Yankee Stadium. Wins the Blue win. Jays 6-4 winners over the New York Yankees tonight. Game four of the series tomorrow night. The Jays with a chance to take three of four from the Yankees after winning that series against Texas. Keep saying if you want to get to the American League East title and go on to the World Series, step one is winning as many series as you can. And if you can somehow take three of four from the Yankees, I mean, that, that might set you up for this, this run of games coming up that's it for us tonight we will be back tomorrow after the yankees game you can catch blair and barker on sportsnet 590 the fan and on tv on sportsnet 360 from 10 to noon eastern tomorrow so thanks for listening to blue jays baseball served up by the always game ready jack links meat snacks feed your wild side baseball fans